Tom, I'm wondering, our new organist, are we doing a lot more big endings to hymns? Because holy mackerel, what a blessing it's been, right? Jeepers. Oh, there he is. Uh, you know, the scripture for today, the hymn that we sang as we began, they're not just for Easter. We sing them at Easter, we sing them as we celebrate Easter, but these stories, these events are what we build our faith upon. So it's good for us to hear them more than once a year as we seek to be faithful followers of God. In our series this fall, Say Yes, by the way, do you guys remember that Paul wrote that? He wrote that. He said, you know, we should have a song. He sat down and wrote it. That's talent is what that is. In this series, Say Yes, we have been challenged to say yes to God, each other, and our neighbor. In saying yes, we are asked to lean into our relationships and show up in significant ways. To do this, we must be courageous because all of our relationships, all of our relationships can be at times challenging if we seek to show up well. Friends, I believe what is needed to be courageous, though, is hope. And in contrast, without courage, it's a challenge to be hopeful. We need them both to be courageous and be filled with hope to help us face our days. We hope that we will be able to face the challenges before us, don't we? We hope we won't face our challenges alone. We trust that God is faithful and that we can find security in our relationships here and other places. We hope that our resources to meet our challenges will be enough. But friends, we are only human. And at sometimes our human weakness, hope is difficult to maintain. Life's hardships test hope. What hardships or difficulties are you facing today? What are your challenges today? Are you troubled by the news? Do you have difficult people in your life? Are you overwhelmed by family and some of your friends? Do you have too many months left at the end of your money? Are you going through an illness? Has life become drudgery? We who face pain and death or life-shattering experiences need hope. People who face seemingly unending problems need hope. People who have been wrongly accused need hope. Those whose spirits have been crushed by people and experiences need hope. You may be here today wondering if your situation is truly hopeless. But I declare... Hope still lives, even when it is tested. Do you have the courage? Do you have enough courage to trust this? Our faith suggests that there are no genuinely hopeless situations. There are only people who are feel hopeless in them. The scripture tells us that despite the trauma and tragedies of life, God God is with us. It's promised. And that with God, no situation, 
is without hope. The hope we need to manifest the courage needed to face the times. The word hope is found in the Bible hundreds of times, depending on which version you use. So it seems God has a lot to say about this subject, that God wants us to be hopeful people. Too often, though, we look for hope in the wrong places. Worldly hope is a feeling of expectation, a desire, or a wish for certain things to happen. This hope sometimes is based on positive thinking, wishful thinking, good wishes, and crossed fingers. And that's okay. But unfortunately, there is no real substance to that kind of hope to rely on. It's important to note that a biblical definition of hope takes things much, much further, built on something substantial and significant. Christian hope is built on expectation, inspired by the certainty that God will do what God has said. I am with you. One's a wish or a desire. The other is certainty, a guarantee. Because biblical hope looks back to the cross, where God interrupted history to restore our relationships. It also looks forward to when God will again enter history to come alongside the work we are called to do and finally bring complete justice and restoration as we diligently work at it every day. Such hope comes from beyond our own ability to manufacture it. It comes from God. As the old hymn proclaims, our hope is built on nothing less than Jesus' blood and righteousness. God's faithfulness in Jesus. The life, death, burial, and resurrection of Jesus changed everything. 1 Peter 1.3 says, Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. By his great mercy, he has given us a new birth into a living hope through the resurrection of Jesus Christ from the dead. Friends, as followers of Jesus, we not only have hope, we have a living hope. Living because, as our scripture declares, Jesus is alive and at work in us and through us. As the women in our scriptures today found and the angels announced, the tomb was empty. Do you know that soon after that event, Jesus appeared to two disciples walking to a town called Emmaus. <coughs> Excuse me. The Bible says that the disciples were downcast. They had heard the news about Jesus' missing body, and the promise of Jesus' resurrection was too much to grasp. Not knowing that Jesus was walking with them, they began to explain what they had been discussing the events of the day. Later in the passage that Mary just read, Luke 24, records the answer to Jesus' question, what things? What are you guys talking about? These disciples replied, the things about Jesus of Nazareth, who was a prophet, mighty in deed and word, 
before God and all the people. And how our chief priests and leaders handed him over to be condemned to death and crucified him. But we had hoped that he was the one to redeem Israel. Yes, and beside all this is now the third day since these things took place. Did you hear what they said? They had hoped. They thought Jesus would save them from the Romans. He didn't. They thought he would save them from the oppression of the religious leaders. He didn't. Their hopes were crushed when Jesus died. They had hoped that Jesus would give them the political and religious freedom they sought, but he didn't. Well, it turns out their hopes were just too small. Those hopes were just too small. If what they were looking for was political freedom, then their hopes certainly were crushed. If what they were looking for was freedom from authoritarian religious leaders, then their hopes were crushed. But Jesus' resurrection provided something better than kings and governors and priests could ever offer. Jesus' resurrection provided freedom on the inside. Freedom to know God's love. Freedom to know God's grace. Freedom to know God's mercy. Freedom to have genuine purpose. Freedom to have peace despite circumstances and a lasting hope that can muster real courage within us all through the power of God's spirit. You see, Jesus came to redeem the kingdom of our souls that we might live courageously, might live courageous lives filled with real, sustaining hope. As the disciples and Jesus arrived at their destination, these two disciples realized they had been walking and talking with Jesus. He had risen from the dead. With this profound knowledge for the disciples then and you and I today, can we, will we rally the courage to earnestly follow this resurrected Jesus? To live in the hope this good news can offer us. From our scripture today, some women went early that resurrection morning, expecting to anoint Jesus' body with perfumes and spices. They were filled with despair and had lost all hope, but wanted to show respect to the leader they loved. Wondering how they'd be able to remove the huge stone that sealed the tomb, they were amazed, first miracle, to find it had already been rolled away. And as Mary already read for us from Luke 24, they were perplexed about this. And as they looked in, suddenly two men in dazzling clothes stood beside them. The women were terrified and bowed their faces to the ground. But the men said to them, why? Why do you look for the living among the dead? He's not here. Because he rose. He is risen. Remember, remember how he told you while he was still in Galilee that the Son of Man must be handed over to the hands of sinners and be crucified? And on the third day, rise again? Then they remembered his words 
And returning from the tomb, they told all this to the eleven and all the rest. Hope was renewed. If we choose to believe this gospel, this good news, will it not produce hope? Real hope that can create a courage to face life? Courage to face the challenges and the fragility of this life? Accepting that we will not, that, that we are not in control of our days will sure up our faith. What I know for sure is that we have today and the hope of tomorrow. That's really all we have. So out from underneath our fear, our fear of death, because God has answered that question in Jesus, we can live. Live courageously in hope. Hope that God is in our days and in our lives. Jesus' resurrection, friends, gives us hope and purpose for this life. And sustaining hope for death is not the end. Death will not be the final outcome or the last word. Jesus' resurrection shows us that even death and the grave, which we're fearful of, and feel powerless at times to face, can be approached through God's faithfulness and love. Jesus' resurrection reminds us that there is no area of life where God is not present. Regardless of life's challenges, many of which take great courage to face, God is present. And God's spirit is by our side all the way. Jesus' resurrection provides the hope that there is a brighter future ahead. The first century followers of Jesus were men and women who were fearful of the religious leaders, fearful of persecution and death, fearful of everything that the consequences of following Jesus could mean. That all changed when these followers found that Jesus did what he said he would do. Rise from the dead. Overcome death once and for all. Do the miraculous, which was unbelievable. These disciples did believe. We know that because they became courageous and bold in their following of Jesus to the point of courageously being willing to lay down their lives for the hope he provided. Literally lay down their lives but also laid down their lives for the good of others. They welcomed the outsiders. They cared for the sick and the poor. And they shared with others all their resources. They bravely put the needs of others before their own. Friends, do we know what Jesus' resurrection did? Do we know? It changed everything. The resurrection offers the hope of a meaningful and purposeful life today and an eternal presence with God to come. It is in Jesus that we find our hope, a hope that lasts. In contrast to the world, the hope that the world offers will quickly fade and disappoint. Church, people fail us. Institutions fail us. Governments 
fail us. And we fail ourselves at times. But Jesus promised not to fail us. If our ultimate hope is less than a promised faithful God, it cannot, will not sustain us. I love this passage from Hebrews chapter 6, where it says, In Jesus we have this hope, a sure and steadfast anchor of the soul. And I would add that it will keep us courageously sure and steadfast in the challenges of life. One last story. There's a story about how the caverns north of Yellowstone National Park were discovered. As the story goes, one of the original explorers of the park was walking along the top of the mountain and fell through a hole. He dropped down several hundred feet into this cavern and was stuck in almost total darkness for over a week with no food, no water. He cried out every day, help me, hoping that someone, someone would hear his voice and figure out that he was down there. Sure enough, Someone came along and heard his faint sound and looked around until they found the hole. They dug him out, and that's how they discovered the giant caverns that are there. But they asked him, how did you hold on to hope day after day in the darkness without giving up? He said, well, there was one little pinhole ray of light that was coming through. And I just kept focusing on that little ray of light. And it filled me with hope. A little light gave that man hope. Well, Jesus said, I am the light of the world. A grand, great light. And that light still shines today for us, for you, for me, for the world. Many of us today are like that man down in the cave. We can't find ourselves overwhelmed by the darkness of the world around us looking for a way out. So church, together, let's say yes to a faithful God. Yes to support each other, to be courageous. And yes, to care well for our neighbor, as Jesus showed us how. Let's together courageously follow Jesus to find our way and together shine the light of Jesus, which will offer the hope through our words and our actions to a needy world. Amen? Amen. Thanks be to God. Lord, we are grateful for this scripture this reminder of the way you literally changed history forever. So God, help us to live in that hope that it offers, a hope that we serve a faithful God. Be with us, we pray in your name. Amen.